Hello everyone. Today I am going to share some information regarding brain tumor. A tumor is abnormal tissue that grows by uncontrolled cell division, wherein the normal cells grows in a controlled manner as new cells replace the old or the damaged ones. But uh, the reason for the uncontrolled cell division is not known yet. Brain tumors are named after the cell type from which they grow. They may be primary, that is, it might start in the brain, or secondary, spreading to the brain from another area. Of more than 120 types of brain tumors, many can be successfully treated. New therapies are improving the lifespan and quality of life for many people. Now, coming to the introduction, as I said earlier, brain tumor is the abnormal growth of the cells. Coming to the primary brain tumor, it is an abnormal growth that starts in the brain and usually does not spread to other parts of the body. Primary brain tumors may be benign or malignant. What do you mean by benign tumor? Benign brain tumor grows slowly, has distinct boundary boundaries and rarely spreads. Although its cells are not malignant, this tumor composed of benign cells and located in vital areas can be considered life-threatening. A malignant brain tumor grows quickly, has irregular boundaries and spreads to nearby brain areas. Although they are sometimes called brain cancer, malignant brain tumors do not fit the definition of cancer because they do not spread to organs outside the brain and spinal cord. Coming to the secondary brain tumors, it begins as the cancer elsewhere in the body and spread to the brain. They form when cancer cells are carried in the bloodstream to the brain. The most common cancers that spread to the brain are lung and breast. Whether a brain tumor is benign or malignant, all are potentially life-threatening. Enclosed within the bone skull, the brain cannot expand to make room for a growing mass. As a result, the tumor compresses and displaces normal brain tissue. Some brain tumors cause a blockage of cerebrospinal fluid that flows around and through the brain. This blockage increases intracranial pressure and can enlarge the ventricles. Some brain tumors cause swelling. Size, pressure and swelling all create mass effect which cause many of the symptoms. Hello! In this segment, let's uh, have some look regarding the structure of the brain and the brain cells. The nervous system is your body's decision and communication center. The central nervous system is made of brain and spinal cord, whereas the peripheral nervous system is made of nerves. Nerves reach from the brain to the face, ears, eyes, nose and the spinal cord and from the spinal cord to the rest of the body. Sensory nerves gather information from the environment, send that information to the spinal cord which then speed the message to the brain. The brain then makes sense of that message and fires off a response. Motor neurons deliver the instructions from the brain to the rest of your body.
The brain is made of three main parts: the forebrain, the midbrain, and the hindbrain. The forebrain consists of cerebrum, thalamus, and hypothalamus. The midbrain consists of tectum and tegmentum. The hindbrain is made of cerebellum, pons, and medulla. Often, the midbrain, pons, and medulla are referred together as the brainstem. Coming to the brain cells, the brain and spinal cord are made of many cells, including neurons and glial cells. Neurons are cells that send and receive electrochemical signals to and from the brain and nervous system. There are about hundred billion neurons in the brain. There are many more glial cells. They provide support functions for the neurons and are far more numerous than neuron. Neurons are nerve cells that transmit nerve signals to and from the brain at up to two hundred miles per hour. The neuron consists of a cell body with branching dendrites, which helps in receiving the signals, and a projection, projection called an axon, which conduct the nerve signal neurons. The word neuron was coined by a German scientist Heinrich Wilhelm Gottfried von Waldheim in 1891. There are mainly three different types of neurons they are sensory neurons motor neurons and interneurons glial cells the meaning of the name glial literally means glue glial cells make up 90% of the brain cells glial cells are nerve cells that don't carry nerve impulses They perform many important functions, including digestion of parts of dead neurons, manufacturing myelin for neurons, providing physical and nutritional support for neurons, and more. Types of glial cells include Schwann cells, satellite cells, microglia, oligodendroglia, and astroglia. Hello. In this segment, let's. Uh, have some look regarding the structure of the brain and the brain cells the n- nervous system is your body's decision and communication center the central nervous system is made of brain and spinal cord whereas the peripheral nervous system is made of nerves nerves reach from the brain to the face ears eyes nose and the spinal cord and from the spinal cord to the rest of the body sensory nerves gather information from the environment send that information to the spinal cord which then speed the message to the brain the brain then makes sense of that message and fires off a response motor neurons deliver the instructions from the brain to the rest of your body the brain is made of three main parts the forebrain the midbrain and the hindbrain the forebrain consists of cerebrum thalamus and hypothalamus the midbrain consists of tectum and tegmentum the hindbrain is made of cerebellum pons and medulla often the midbrain pons and medulla are referred together as the brain stem coming to the brain cells 
The brain and spinal cord are made of many cells including neurons and glial cells. Neurons are cells that send and receive electrochemical signals to and from the brain and nervous system. There are about 100 billion neurons in the brain. There are many more glial cells. They provide support functions for the neurons and are far more numerous than neuron. Neurons are nerve cells that transmit nerve signals to and from the brain at up to 200 miles per hour. The neuron consists of a cell body with branching dendrites which helps in receiving the signals and a projection, projection called an axon which conduct the nerve signal neurons. The word neuron was coined by a German scientist Heinrich Wilhelm Gottfried von Walder Hartz in 1891. There are mainly three different types of neurons. They are sensory neurons, motor neurons and interneurons. Glial cells. The meaning of the name glial literally means glue. Glial cells make up 90% of the brain cells. Glial cells are nerve cells that don't carry nerve impulses. They perform many important functions including digestion of parts of dead neurons, manufacturing myelin for neurons, providing physical and nutritional support for neurons and more. Types of glial cells include Schwann cells, satellite cells, microglia, oligodendroglia and astroglia. Hello, here we will study regarding glioma. Glioma is a general term used to describe any tumor that arises from the supportive tissue of the brain, that is the glial cells. This glial cells helps to keep the neurons in place and functioning well. There are three types of normal glial cells that can produce tumors, astrocytes, oligodendrocyte and ependymal cells. The astrocytes will produce astrocytomas including glioblastomas and oligodendrocyte will produce oligodendrogliomas and ependymal cells will produce ependymomas. Tumors that display a mixture of these different cells are called mixed glioma. Tumors such as optic nerve glioma and brainstem glioma are named for their locations, not the tissue type from which they originate. Here are some examples of the types of gliomas. Number 1. Astrocytomas. These are the tumors that arise from astrocytes, the star-shaped cells that make up the glue-like or the supportive tissue of the brain. These tumors are graded on a scale of 1 to 4 based on how normal or the abnormal the cells look. Low-grade astrocytomas are usually localized and grow slowly. High-grade astrocytomas grow at a rapid pace and require a different course of treatment. Ependymoma, second, ependymomas arise from the ependymal cells that line the ventricles of the brain and the center of the spinal cord. Third, oligodendrogliomas. 
come from oligodendrocyte. These tumors can be found anywhere within the cerebral hemisphere of the brain. Although the frontal and temporal lobes are the most common locations. Optic the fourth optic glioma these tumors may involve any part of the optic pathway and they have the potential to spread along these pathways most of these tumor occur in children under the age of 10 20% of children with neurofibromatosis will develop an optic glioma the fifth mixed glioma these tumors usually contain a high proportion of more than one type of cell most often astrocytes and oligodendrocyte occasionally ependymal cells are also found sixth gliomatosis cerebri this is an uncommon brain tumor that features widespread glial tumor cells in the brain this tumor is different from other gliomas because it is scattered and widespread typically involving two or more lobes of the brain it could be considered a widespread low grade glioma hello here we'll study regarding glioma glioma is a general term used to describe any tumor that arises from the supportive tissue of the brain that is the glial cells this glial cells helps to keep the neurons in place and functioning well there are three types of normal glial cells that can produce tumors astrocytes oligodendrocyte and ependymal cells the astrocytes will produce astrocytomas including glioblastomas and oligodendrocyte will produce oligodendrogliomas and ependymal cells will produce ependymomas tumors that display a mixture of these different cells are called mixed glioma tumors such as optic nerve glioma and brain stem glioma are named for their locations not the tissue type from which they originate here are some examples of the types of gliomas number 1 astrocytomas these are the tumors that arise from astrocytes the star shaped cells that make up the glue like or the supportive tissue of the brain these tumors are graded on a scale of 1 to 4 based on how normal or the abnormal the cells look low grade astrocytomas are usually localized and grow slowly high grade astrocytomas grow at a rapid pace and require a different course of treatment ependymoma second ependymomas arise from the ependymal cells that line the ventricles of the brain and the center of the spinal cord third oligodendrogliomas come from oligodendrocyte these tumors can be found anywhere within the cerebral hemisphere of the brain although the frontal and temporal lobes are the most common locations optic the fourth optic glioma these tumors may involve any part of the optic pathway and they have the potential to spread along these pathways most of these tumor occur in children under the age of 10 20% of children with neurofibromatosis will develop an optic glioma the fifth mixed glioma these tumors 
usually contain a high proportion of more than one type of cell most often astrocytes and oligodendrocyte occasionally ependymal cells are also found sixth gliomatosis cerebri this is an uncommon brain tumor that features widespread glial tumor cells in the brain this tumor is different from other gliomas because it is scattered and widespread typically involving two or more lobes of the brain it could be considered a widespread low grade glioma hi in this episode let's talk about metabolic modulation of glioblastoma with dichloroacetate solid tumors including the aggressive primary brain cancer glioblastoma multiform develop resistance to cell death in part as a result of a switch from mitochondrial oxidative phosphorylation to cytoplasmic glycolysis this metabolic remodeling is accompanied by mitochondrial hyperpolarization the test was done whether the small molecule and orphan drug dichloroacetate can reverse this cancer specific metabolic and mitochondrial remodeling in glioblastoma the cancerous cells adapt themselves to maximize their ability to synthesize substrate for membranes nucleic acids and proteins for the increased proliferative rate this cannot be accomplished without large amounts of a energy that is atp which is which are obtained by increasing the use of glucose and glutamine many times hence the cancerous cells rely on aerobic glycolysis with a reduced use of tca cycle so that the pyruvate made in glycolysis is, is converted to lactate which helps for the growth and survival of the tumor cells Warburg first showed that the metabolism of cancer cells evident normoxia is characterized by an increase in the ratio of cytoplasmic glycolysis to mitochondrial glucose oxidation although the mechanism of this warburg effect is unknown and whether it is etiologically related to carcinogenesis remains unproven this is increasing interest in metabolism as a target for cancer therapies the energetic switch from mitochondrial glucose oxidation to cytoplasmic glycolysis may offer a proliferative advantage to cancer cells for example most glycolytic enzymes also have direct anti apoptotic actions lactic acid promotes angiogenesis and interstitial matrix breakdown facilitating metastasis and decreased mitochondrial function is associated with inhibition of mitochondria dependent apoptosis Glioblastoma has a strong glycolytic phenotype and a number of the molecular abnormalities that occur in glioblastoma are known to suppress mitochondrial glucose oxidation and promote cytoplasmic glycolysis including the activation of the phosphatidyl inositol 3 kinase AKT AKT or mite pathways or suppression of the p53 pathway 
The mitochondria of cancer cells are hyperpolarized with respect to those of non-cancerous cells, a condition associated with suppressed mitochondrial function. Although controversial, the efflux of pro-apoptotic mediators through the mitochondrial transition pore depends in part on mitochondrial membrane potential and thus mitochondrial hyperpolarization may mark an apoptosis resistance state. In the normal cells, the pyruvate obtained from glycolysis is directed into the mitochondria to the to be converted into acetyl-CoA by the action of pyruvate dehydrogenase. And then, once inside the mitochondria, pyruvate is completely oxidized through TCA cycle and oxidative phosphorylation. Whereas, in, in, in cancerous cells, for pyruvate dehydrogenase activity is blocked by the hypoxia-driven enzyme pyruvate dehydrogenase kinase 1 and increase in lactate dehydrogenase A enzymatic activity is observed in cancer or the tumor cells. These two facts determine the fate of pyruvate which is converted into lactate which contributes to the malignant phenotype. In this experiment, it has been showed that this state can be reversed in cancer cells by uh, dichloroacetate which by inhibiting pyruvate dehydrogenase promote pyruvate entry into the mitochondria reversing the increase in glycolysis to glucose oxidation ratio improving mitochondrial function and reversing mitochondrial hyper hyperpolarization dichloroacetate therefore decreases tumor growth in vitro and in vivo without affecting non-cancerous mitochondria and tissues orally administered Dichloroacetate, which crosses the blood-brain barrier, would decrease glioblastoma growth in vivo. Further suggested that this could occur by number one, reversing the glycolytic phenotype, which would promote mitochondria-dependent apoptosis, and the number two, promoting p53 activation. Hi, in this episodes let's see the experiments this experiments is regarding the effects of dichloroacetate on mitochondria from 49 freshly isolated glioblastoma tumors to determine whether human glioblastoma could be a target for metabolic therapy with dichloroacetate, researchers studied 49 freshly excised consecutive primary glioblastomas. In addition to the clinical and neuropathology reports, it was confirmed glioblastoma identity with immunohistochemistry which showed expression of glial fibrillaracidic protein but no beta-3 tubulin or oligodendrocyte markers. Membrane potential was increased in the freshly isolated glioblastomas compared to non-cancerous brain tissues obtained in epilepsy surgery. Dichloroacetate caused mitochondrial depolarization in glioblastoma but not in normal brain tissue. 
This suggested that the metabolic and mitochondrial remodeling in glioblastoma is partially reversible and that is remodeling is at least in part regulated by pyruvate dehydrogenase kinase. The response to dichloroacetate is consistent with a higher concentration of pyruvate dehydrogenase kinase 2 in glioblastoma than in non-cancerous brain tissue Cells exhibiting the highest pyruvate dehydrogenase kinase 2 concentrations also contained proliferating cells nuclear antigen suggesting that these cells were proliferating. Hi, here are the some ongoing research regarding the glioblastoma. Number 1. Researchers make some progress in determining causes for glioblastoma multiform. A research team with the participation of the University of Grenada has made some progress in determining the causes for glioblastoma multiform, one of the most aggressive brain tumors known to be resistant to the drugs currently used, which is one of the main limitations of its treatment. The researchers have proven that proteoglycans called decorin and lumican could be decisive in the behavior and development of a resistance to the drugs used for treating glioblastoma multiform such as temozolamide. In the other hand, they have laid bare that the inhibition of the transcription of some of the subunits belonging to the mismatch repair complex, a system that analyzes and repairs DNA, could be responsible of the failure of current therapies against this kind of tumor. This is a scientific breakthrough that could be useful for the search of new resistant markers in glioblastoma multiform as well as for the development of new therapeutic strategies which avoid the resistance to drugs that these tumor possesses. Number 2. Stock Institute scientists find new target for glioblastoma multiform treatment. Scientists at the Stock Institute have discovered a key to how these tumor cells proliferate so quickly and ways to turn this engine of tumor growth into a target for cancer treatment. To study how glioblastoma multiform spreads, Verma's um, team focused on a transcription factor called nuclear factor KB. A transcription factor is a protein that binds DNA and controls the fate of gene expression for a particular set of genes. Several known factors can trigger nuclear factor KB activity in a cell, including ultraviolet and ionizing radiation, immune proteins and damage and DNA damage. In the case of glioblastoma multiform, Verma and colleagues run a battery of tests to show how overzealous nuclear factor KB activity pushed the cancer cells to proliferate and how stopping nuclear factor KB slowed cancer growth and increased survival. In this experiment, genetic tools to manipulate cells into shutting down nuclear factor KB activity in two ways. The team ramped up the presence of a protein called IKBAM which inhibits nuclear factor activity. They also eliminated an enzyme that increases nuclear factor KB activity. With less nuclear factor KB activity, tumor growth slowed and mice lived significantly longer than mice whose nuclear factor KB activity was left alone. 
but while these genetic experiments demonstrated the role of nuclear factor kb in glioblastoma multiforme they aren't a feasible treatment in humans number 3 Nimans on brink of glioblastoma breakthrough researchers from bengaluru based national institute of mental health and neurosciences have provided the most crucial gateway for conquering the deadliest form of brain tumor known as glioblastoma they have found that the levels of expression of two genes cd133 and bmi1 in the cancerous brain cells determine the quality of life and the chances of survival of patients suffering from glioblastoma the study published in the journal of genetics of the indian academy of sciences says a high level of bmi one expression in the cancer cells was favorable for the survival of the patients while high cd133 expression cut down the chances of survival of a glioblastoma patient after the study was completed the nimans researchers have suggested a more comprehensive study involving a large number of glioblastoma patients by using cd133 and bmi1 as the markers known as biomarkers to predict the outcome of the glioblastoma in patients afflicted by them